I'm Kathleen Anderson, part skeptic, part believer, and your host of The Eclipse. Welcome to my podcast, where I dive into the unknown, seeking truth and hope with a healthy dose of skepticism and humor. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 20 of The Eclipse. It took us a little extra time this week to get this episode recorded and published, but we did get it done. (laughs) Just like everybody else out there, sometimes life just gets ahead of us. And since we're unpaid podcasters, we just weren't able to get it out. (laughs) So now that we, you know, we do have this episode finally in the can, so to speak, we are going to start testing like starting the testing phase of our video podcast for release in the future. What? Yeah, that's right. Now, well, here soon. I can't say now because we have to test it out. But in the future, if you choose to, you don't have to just listen to me talk about conspiracy theories, but you can watch me talk about conspiracy theories. How cool is that? That's right. You'll be able to catch us on YouTube and Rumble. So be out on the lookout for that announcement on your social media site of preference once we're up and running. As previously mentioned, everything we do here at the Eclipse is self-made. That's right. We don't receive any funds from anybody to produce the content we provide. So your support is key to our success. We've managed to overtake 200 listeners on Spotify, which is fantastic. Never did we think that that would happen. And we think it's pretty amazing to be over 200 on Spotify just with 20 episodes. And honestly, we almost have 400 if we include our listeners on Substack. So we do publish all of the episodes on my Substack called The Sweet Struggle. So please make sure to subscribe to my Substack. And also, please, if you listen to us on Spotify, pretty, pretty, please click the follow button on our podcast. So if you go to the Eclipse and just like click on, it'll say follow. That's going to be hugely important. That's a totally different number count that Spotify uses to kind of rank podcasts. So please be sure to do that. We're also on Twitter. You can find us at at the Eclipse Pod. We're on Instagram at the Eclipse Podcast. And we're also on Facebook on the Eclipse. So make sure to follow us so that you can get important announcements. All right. Now that we're done with all that administrative stuff, we can get to it. (laughs) In today's episode, I'm going to discuss one of my favorite topics. The mother of all conspiracy theories. The assassination of JFK. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. This one, I'm going to focus on the CIA connection. And I'm just really, I'm really pumped to to get into this. I love JFK lore, not only because I'm a fan of just all of the, the mystery that shrouds the Kennedys, but also I'm a huge fan of JFK as a president. I think he was outstanding. And so I just think it's interesting. So why am I covering specifically the CIA connection? So last month, the Biden administration released a whole slew of documents relating to the assassination, like over 13,000 files. It was huge. Now, according to them, that's about 97% of the records that are on file. Now, that's if you believe them. And I'm not saying that because I'm a conservative. I'm saying that because I don't trust the government. (laughs) 
<laughs> but let's say let's say it's true. Let's say that 97% of the government records related to the JFK assassination have been released. Why not the other 3%? Well, according to President Biden, those need to remain classified until June of this year, so June 2023, because they pose quote-unquote identifiable harm. What the hell does that mean? (laughs) Like, first of all, that seems like an arbitrary date. Like, you're telling me in five months it's not going to be harmful anymore? That seems weird. Who Who is this information harmful to? Everyone involved in this is dead by now, essentially. So that's pretty weird. Now, it's also weird because in 1992, there was legislation passed. It's called the President JFK Assassination Records Collection Act. And it mandates that there's supposed to be full disclosure of all documentation and information related to the JFK assassination by 2017. What? Wait a minute. It's 2023. That doesn't make any sense. So President Trump was all for it. He was like, yep, I'm totally going to do this. And then all of a sudden, he was convinced by his CIA director, Mike Pompeo, not to do it. That's weird. Like, I really want to like Mike Pompeo because, you know, I'm a conservative. I know. Please keep listening. Don't judge me for it. I don't judge you. If you're a liberal out there, it's fine. But I gotta say, this really kind of makes me not really like Mike so much. Like, why, why withhold the information? What could be in there that we need to just completely disregard congressional legislation that mandates that you, you know, disclose this. Oh, I know, because we're the United States government and we do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> Obviously, I have strong feelings about this. But let's get into what we what we learned with this recent release. So let's talk about Agent Oswald. So Lee Harvey Oswald was a Marine who was stationed at Atsuki Naval Air Station in Japan. Why do we care? So we care about this because at Atsuki, the Central Intelligence Agency was using this location to research the effects and use of psychedelics. Hmm, that seems super weird. Do you think it's a coincidence that Oswald was stationed at Atsugi at the same time that the CIA was performing experiments on agents and soldiers at that same location with psychedelics? Hmm. (laughs) What else did we learn? We also learned that uh, Oswald studied Russian in California, presumably at the Defense Language Institute in Monterey, which is pretty incredible because I was at the Defense Language Institute. Obviously not when Oswald was, because I'm young and clearly not wasn't alive when JFK was assassinated. But I did attend DLI, as it's called, as did my older brother. Could we be possibly sleeper CIA agents? I don't know. I mean, maybe. I wouldn't be very good at it, would I, since I talk about it pretty frequently. But maybe that's part of the grift, right? (laughs) Now you're going to be sitting there like my editor and being like, you're totally an agent. (laughs) So anyway, you don't get to just go to DLI and study a foreign language because you want to. Like you, the government sends people there to learn languages, predominantly U.S. military, but there are like civilian agency people that get sent there. And... 
during that time frame to be, there's probably a whole shit ton of people learning Russian. Um, that's actually what my brother learned there. So, you know, we've got that. Then, in addition to the documents that were released, we also got word from former Washington Post journalist and prolific JFK researcher Jefferson Morley that he has proof that Oswald was involved in a CIA operation just weeks prior to the assassination. Well, that's pretty interesting, especially given the fact that the CIA still likes to maintain that Oswald wasn't employed by them, which, okay, (laughs) sure, I believe that, I don't. So that's pretty interesting. Then you have the fact, super weird, like Oswald you know, defects to the Soviet Union. Then he like allegedly comes back to the United States as a Castro sympathizer. There was the discovery of wiretaps by the CIA of him chatting it up on the phone with some Russian counterparts while he was in Mexico. And what really kind of what people were focusing on was the fact that the Mexican president at the time was in on the CIA tapping uh, Oswald's phone Um, while he was in his country, but that no one else in the Mexican government was aware, allegedly. Which, I think that's actually just a ruse to focus on something that really doesn't matter. It's my opinion. So why would the CIA want JFK dead, you might be asking yourself. Well, he did fire the CIA director, Alan Dulles, which is not what Dulles Air Force, or Dulles Air Force Base, Dulles Airport is named after. He fired CIA director Alan Dulles after the Bay of Pigs fiasco. And he was known as a pretty, like, intense dude. Then, you know, you got 50 years after the Warren Commission came out, which said, oh, yeah, there's no conspiracy here. Oswald, you know, worked on his own to kill the president. And then Jack Ruby, who assassinated Lee Harvey Oswald, also worked on his own. The CIA came out and admitted that they withheld information from the Warren Commission, which apparently everybody was just like okay with. It's fine that like an elected bureaucratic government mechanism kept information from a congressional commission. That's fine. (sighs) You know what? It's funny. So people kind of look at conspiracy theorists as loons um, or Republicans, because apparently like that's the the main demographic. Um, But conspiracy theory didn't even show up in our lexicon until the year of the Warren Commission. So it's, it's the government's fault really, for kind of the dawning of conspiracy theories. So what else is kind of hinky about the CIA? So we all know who Jack Ruby is, right? He's the guy that killed Oswald. While he's in prison in April of 64, a psychiatrist, Lou West, goes and visits Jack Ruby and says he's kooky dukes. He's cocoa for cocoa puffs. He's bananas. He's crazy. Um, which would be fine, except for the fact that literally no one else said that. Everybody else said he seemed like he was perfectly fine, normal dude, not at all crazy. So, I mean, at first you might be like, well, he's probably just a terrible psychiatrist, except for the fact that Lou West was on the CIA payroll. That's weird. Why would a CIA psychiatrist need to visit Jack Ruby in prison? It's weird. Nobody asked him to. He wasn't, like, summoned to give an expert opinion in court. It's odd. It's also strange to know that Lou West here was involved in the MK Ultra program, which, if you're unfamiliar with that, 
That is the CIA's program that dived, dabbled in the idea of using mind control. Yeah, yeah. That's not actually a conspiracy theory. That's the truth. Look it up. It's crazy. <laughs> so what else What else came out recently? I'm not a huge fan of this one, but I got to bring it up. So I don't actually watch Tucker Carlson because I think he's really kind of annoying. Like sometimes I think he breaks some interesting stuff, but I also think other times he's just a little slapdash with his reporting and it kind of just makes him not credible in my opinion. Now, I don't think he's like an evil man, but anyway, I'm not a fan. So I honestly did not actually see this uh, episode, but apparently he had some, he had interviewed some unnamed CIA guy who, or former CIA guy, who said, when asked by Tucker, you know, does he think that the CIA was involved in the assassination of JFK? And he said, the answer is yes. I believe they were involved. It's a whole different country from what we thought it was. It's all fake. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. You can ask like any boomer that, you know, any question about the country at large, and that's probably the answer you would get. It doesn't even have to necessarily be related to JFK. But I got to mention it because it it garnered news, right? So what are my thoughts on this whole concept? I mean, obviously, the CIA was involved somehow. Um, why else would they want to withhold information? I think whatever it was, they are still, whatever it is that they're still hiding must be embarrassing to the agency. So what do I mean by that? I mean, I think it's probably what's The evidence that's there is probably evidence that proves that they probably had sufficient warning that an assassination was going to take place, but that they didn't do anything to stop it. Now, the question is, did they not do anything because they were negligent or did they not do anything because they were perfectly fine with somebody killing the president of the United States? I don't know, right? So that's really kind of the big question. You know, I don't know if I'll ever really know. I think it's all probably in those documents, right? Um, And even then, I think it might not even be in those documents because it's hard to really know motive I think from documents that old nobody's gonna write down like oh we'll just ignore this because we want JFK dead you know at least I highly doubt it you never know what else do I think yes I think Oswald worked for the CIA I think that's pretty obvious the question is was he a rogue agent like was he working on his own or was he you know acting on CIA orders to kill the president I don't know I think it's pretty interesting the the allegation from the Washington Post uh, journalist that he had participated in a CIA operation just weeks prior that seems really odd and super can like coincidental i would be curious to know what that operation was what like was it a dry run right like hmm that's kind of creepy and weird you know and, and then it comes back to the like well why would the cia want jfk dead i mean jfk was a disruptor right and our establishment in general no matter what time period and no matter what political party is in charge of said establishment doesn't do well with that right i mean during this time frame you know we know that the cia and the fbi were targeting martin luther king they were targeting malcolm x you know as the civil rights movement was going on this was all pretty like radical ideas and things happening and obviously the establishment wasn't for it now why well because a lot of it i think has to deal with societal control right like i and i don't necessarily think it's all based off of some sort of secret cabal of people like Illuminati or something like that. But I think when you get ingrained into a system that, you know, 
pounds into your head that your job is to protect at all costs, you know, not necessarily the country, but a concept that needs to be sold to the people in the country, that you start to blur the lines on what's really in the Constitution and what's really allowed and what's really ethical and not ethical. You know, these people that kind of work and live in the gray. And don't get me wrong, in some respects, I think you kind of need people like that. It's kind of like a few good men, right? You need me on that wall. <laughs> but at the same at the same time, and I think that we're seeing that recently, and I won't get too far into this part, but like it can it can it can go too far. And I don't think it's unreasonable to postulate that in this case, during the civil rights movement, and you know, JFK was a very progressive president for the time, uh, that the establishment just wasn't a fan of that, right? Like, these people are ingrained in it. And then you have this, you know, elected, you know, douche trying to like shake things up and hold you accountable. And then you kind of, you know, these establishments kind of view themselves as unaccountable, right? They don't have to account to anybody except themselves. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I definitely think that the CIA was somehow involved Now, whether their involvement was in the fact that they received plenty of tips pointing to the fact that there was going to be an assassination attempt and they sucked at their jobs and just didn't do anything about it, and then their involvement was the cover-up of that, maybe. I think that's that's on the, the best case scenario. Was it that they, you know, trained this agent, Agent Oswald, to be just like this, I mean, honestly, his story just like it fits into a very like covert double agent type of idea, right? That they basically set him up to be this rogue agent to take out the president and then, you know, hired Jack Ruby to do the same. Um, I think that's kind of the worst case scenario. That's where I'm at. I'm a big CIA JFK connection fan. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and please continue to follow us on Spotify. And please also leave a rating, preferably five stars. This helps support our endeavor by making sure our podcast shows up on general searches more often, which could help us to get to where we can have advertisers. Stay tuned for the next episode where I will do another episode on the moon. Was the moon landing faked? Is it made of cheese? If so, what kind of cheese? (laughs) Thank you again for listening, and please take the time to follow me on Substack. I publish my podcasts and all my writings on my Substack, titled The Sweet Struggle. You can also find me on Twitter at at MohawkModerate, and swing by thepoliticalinsider.com to read my articles and those of my other highly talented fellow writers. My name is Kathleen Anderson, and this is The Eclipse.